You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. I know he's been up for hours. He's fresh and ready to go. Good morning to you. Good morning. I have been up for hours. How did you know? <laughs> I've, I got my ways. I got my ways. How are you, Jeff? I'm it's wonderful to hear your voice. You're prophetic. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what time What time do you start your day, Jeff? Well, this morning it was about two o'clock, 1.35 or one, 2 o'clock in the morning, something like that. Oh, mercy sakes. So, yeah, so... So, yeah. Were you bench pressing at that hour? What were you doing? Kelly and Steve will be up soon, so (laughs) i got to (laughs) be. He's got to get ahead of us on the trail. Oh, my goodness. Well, we are grateful to have you. And, hey, by the way, just a public thank you. You know, uh, you heard through the grapevine that I was feeling ill. Thanks for your prayers, buddy. Uh, So appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm getting there. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm getting a voice back. Man, oh, man. You actually sound great over the air, so you you sound normal. Thank goodness for processing and all that other stuff. (laughs) So as we look at this, uh, I was excited because you you had said, hey, you know, ball's in your court. What do you you guys want want to examine? And I've always thought about this as just being one of those things that so many people don't understand. And I don't understand it fully either. And I don't think I ever will, which is why I love God's Word. I will study it until the day that I die and still have only scratch the surface. Um, It is, to me, perpetually endless and infinite uh, in trying to understand him. And so when you look at this particular passage and you say, why, why why did Jacob have to wrestle? Why did God have to leave him with that mark? Why did he want to change his name? So this is, there's three big whys in there. Um, and we're hoping that we can get through and, and get a, a really good understanding of why this is here. Everything is there for a reason. It's very important. Help us discern what, what is God teaching us through these passages? You know, it's really, one, I think it's important to say that Jacob is one of those guys that gets a bad knock, you know. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I've heard a lot of pastors and, and who, who call him a crook, and they're entitled to their opinion. I don't really see that here. Um, you know, uh, he, it's, he, I think one of the things that, that, that's fascinating, the very first Messianic prophecy in, in Genesis 3.15, um, you know, right there after the fall of mankind, God says, I will put hostility between you and, and Haisha, the w- woman, which is the very first uh, uh, hint of the virgin birth, but it also says um, that, 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 uh, that, that the seed will come and he will crush Satan's head, but it says, and, and Satan will crush his heel. It turns out heel is the root for the name of Jacob, Yaakov, which comes from the word Akev, because when when Jacob was born, he was given that name because he was clinging to the son of his, to the heel of his twin brother, the Akev, and so and so they just said, well, since he was clinging to his heel, we'll name him that. And so he kind of had this name heel for the rest, you know, 
for the for the vast majority of his life, and so his his name was chosen because of some quirk of his birth. Um, and but he's often he's often uh, he's a person who there's an ad campaign. Some people have seen it or heard it. You know, for the ones who get it done. And Jacob was kind of like that kind of guy. He was a person who depended on hard work. There are people who just feel like um, they want to be the ones to get the job done. They're so task-oriented. And they, and they always line up and they plan on the way I'm going to succeed is by working harder. I'll outwork anybody else. And you know, there's a certain amount of uh, there's a certain amount of merit to that. But here, and and Jacob, you find that that he 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 went to his father-in-law, he went to his to his family's house. He was escaping uh, from Esau, who who threatened to kill him, and and uh, and so he he marries his wives, and so. He comes up with this elaborate plan, and he's convinced that that's the way I'm go- going to prosper. And God blessed him, um, and so people he t- he believes it's because of this of this very elaborate plan to separate certain portions of the flocks. And uh, tests have been made and shown that have shown that that doesn't work at all. It was just really the, the blessing of the Lord. Well, now he is left. He's left his father-in-law, and he is headed back home. And all, and so he says, you know, Esau is on the way. He finds out that Esau is on the way, and he is terribly frightened. And in chapter 32, he calls out to God, and he says in verse 10, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, Adonai, or Lord, who said to me, return to your land and to your family, and I will do good with you. Um, he, he, he says, Lord, you repeated to me the covenant and the promises that you made to Abraham and Isaac. And Lord God, you reaffirmed that the covenant was passed on to me, which is, by the way, what the birthright was. There are people who accuse him of being a crook. The birthright didn't include money. It was not money. Sometimes it included that. It was a spiritual money, a, a blessing and calling. It was a calling um, and, and, and a task to be done. And, uh, and so he goes on and says, I'm unworthy of all the proofs of mercy and of all the dependability that you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff I crossed over this Jordan. Now I've become two camps. Deliver me, please, from my brother's hand, from Esau's hand, for I'm afraid of him that he'll come and strike me, the mothers and the children. You yourself said, and he he reasserts the promise of God. That is such an important thing to do. God is always telling us, hear the word of the Lord. The last time we, the last time we were on, we talked about Abraham and Genesis 15. Abraham heard the promise of God one more time, and then the statement is made, and Abraham believed in the Lord, and it was credited to him for righteousness' sake. And Jacob is repeating the the the, the call of God. And God, you you yourself said, "I will most certainly do good with you, and I will make your seed." like the sand of the seed that cannot be counted because of its abundance. 
and he spent the night there, and, and he's struggling because he now knows Esau is such a threat. He is beyond his own abilities. He was always used to solving every problem by just working hard. But now, what am I going to do, God? I need you. And so, um, and, and so he, he still hatches a plan, and he sends his family across the river, and, and, and he's all by himself. And so that's where we come to verse 25. So Jacob remained all by himself. You know, he was alone with God. And then it says, you know, we all say um, um, that, that Jacob wrestled with the angel, but actually the text says, and a man wrestled with him. So the Lord assaults him. You know, I mean, the, the, the angel of the Lord assaults him. Sometimes when we don't know what to do, God is proactive, and he reaches out to us, and he meets us where we are. And so here's Jacob. He is the, he's, the, he's always been used to out-muscling everybody else. And, you know, when he met Rachel, he moved away the stone. He just outworked everybody. Um, and so, and so the Lord reaches. That's where Jacob is. And so, he, so the angel of the Lord. Well, here he's called a man. Uh, and some people think that it, it, that it, it's the Messiah. It's a Christophany, a Messiophany, a Theophany, or it could have just been Malach Avonai, an angel of the Lord. Um, but when he saw that he had that he, this man wrestled with him until the until the break of dawn. And, and and Jacob is just struggling all night long physically because that's what he knows. He struggles with this guy, and, and the man is struggling with him, wrestling with him. They tussle all night long until the point of exhaustion. And when he saw that he had not overcome him, he struck the socket of his hip. In other words, he says, if I injure the guy, maybe he, he, will, he will let let go. Maybe Jacob will see the the full the final extent of his strength, and so he, so he, he touches the socket of his hip, and Jacob still clings on, and he says, "Let me go." And Shlacheni, interestingly enough, the exact same word that Isaiah spoke to the Lord when the Lord said in Isaiah six, "Whom shall I send? Who will go for us?" And Isaiah says, Heneni shlacheni, the very same word, the PL form of the verb verb to send. He says, send me away, send me away. The, it's in the PL stem, which takes the core action of the verb and ratchets up the int- intensity. So it's, really, let me go. Please, let me go. And he's, he's just hanging on. And, and, and Jacob won't let go. And Jacob says again, using the imperfect tense of, of the of, of the of the the same verb, the PL stem. He says, "I will not." The negative used here is the word "low," and, and "low" is open-ended. Me never. I will never let you go. I will never let you go. He's grabbed on. He realizes this is the Lord, and he's not going to let him go because he knows that he's reached the end of himself. I think of the, of the of the verse in Zechariah four, verse six, where where the the Lord speaks to Zerubbabel, who's been told he's been tasked with the job of rebuilding the temple and rebuilding Jerusalem. He is the prince of the people who have come back from Persia, and and 
and he doesn't have enough gold, and he doesn't have enough money, and he doesn't have enough personnel, and he's, not, he's surrounded by people who, want to, who don't want them there. And the Lord speaks to him and says, Lo v'chayil, not by, not by wealth or, or army or influence, v'lo v'chayil, and not by physical strength, but by my spirit, by my spirit, says the Lord of, of hosts. And the, the Lord goes on to tell him that he will provide him everything he lacks. And so here Jacob's in that same boat. He doesn't have, he, how's he going to escape Esau? Esau has manpower. He, is, he has the forces to be able to crush him and destroy his family. He's, he's, He's in, he knows that there isn't anything to save him. In his own power, there's nothing to save him from the wrath and the vengeance of Esau. And he says to me, he, he, so he, he, he said to him, what is your name? And he asked him that because everybody had referred to him. He had a whole identity as the heel, the little baby who came out, he's clinging to the heel of big brother. And and the one, his whole identity had been just outworking everybody else. But he says, but, you know, but he had said, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. Unless the, the barach, the core meaning of that verb is to bend the knee. And when we bless God, we submit to him. We bow down to him. But when God blesses us, he stoops down like, like like an adult in a mall. You see a crying child, and the adult can't. The child can't come to the level of the adult. So what does the adult do? He stoops down to relate to that child, and so he says, "I'm not going to let you go unless you stoop down, and and get on my level and deliver me because you're my hope." And so he says, "Your no, your name will no longer be Jacob, but rather Yisrael." He who struggles with God, he who hangs on to God, who clings to God, who realizes that God is the source, that we, we will not succeed by, by influence or by physical muscle power, but by the spirit of, of the Lord, that the Lord has, that at some point we all reach the, the end of ourselves, the extent of our abilities. And so he says, from now on you're going to be Yisrael, for you have struggled with God and with men, and you, uh, you will overcome. And Jacob asks, please tell me your name. And he says, and he, he, says the, 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 he called the place Peniel. When I was living in Chicago d- during the seminary days, I directed a, a community center on the north side of Chicago was called the, the, the Peniel Center, drawn from this face of God. And sometimes that's what we just need to seek, seek the face. In, in, in his second, second Chronicles 7, the Lord says, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. I know it's not just my toe or my hand, but my face, my presence. You know, my, get face time with me. Um, I will I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their iniquity. I will heal their their their, their land. Last week I was I was I was listening to a program on your station, 
uh, it was a, a message by Mark Job, and he was talking about people who get serious with God and fast and are will, willing to re, really get intense with God. And Jacob did, and it changed his life. And he had, he had the and the the hip socket, the issue with the with the limp. You you referred to that, Steve. It was a constant reminder that he could never become the man God had called him to be by just being the one who gets it done. He needed to have the Lord in his life. He needed to trust in him and that that the Lord said, call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you cannot comprehend. All of us, as a matter of fact, we have all gotten, we've all come to this point in our lives through times when we thought we wouldn't make it beyond that point. How do we get to where we are because God has brought us? And everything as, as, as individuals, as families, as businesses, as, as a nation, um, as a human race, our hope is in the person of the Lord. We need him. We were never created to live apart from him. Jacob learned that lesson. And he dominated from this point on. He, that limp reminded him of his constant need for dependence on the person of a very personal God who confirmed to him the covenant that he, he had made to Abraham, Isaac, now Jacob, and that covenant that was passed on to his 12 sons and to their descendants and to all who put their trust in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, it is Throwback Thursday, and we're in the depths of scripture kelly we're diving deep where are we we're in genesis looking at the story of jacob i love it and we've been uh i mean i just told rabbi jeff off air i said you Mm -hmm. know this is really really um good we see this insight and jeff you had made mention one of the last things you had said was that you know jacob had this issue he had with this his hip socket that he had then you know this this limp because of his hip and it was a constant reminder of his dependence upon God now I, that is a a complete reminder that echoes what we later see in the New Testament, in Paul's writing, because when he speaks of his thorn in his side, he says, you know, I've asked the Lord three times to take this from me, but he sees fit that I will have this. And it is he points to that, that it's a constant reminder and an awareness of his dependency upon God. And when we look at some troubles and struggles in our own lives, we don't always see that that there is blessing in some of these things, that we have to recognize that, hey, this could be simply because God wants me to know where he is and awareness that I'm to humble myself because it's not about me, it's about him. What do you think of that connection between the two? I think it's right, right on. I mean, some people have thought, you know, that, that uh, Paul had a vision problem. Um, and, and, you know, again, there are some, it says, though, that God healed him, and if God healed him, I believe he did, and that, that passage says it was the, the messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. So it could have been a person who just kind of chased him around, and, you know, there was a constant struggle with, with, with the conflict, or it could have been a, a, 
a, a satanic spirit, some some temptation that continued. Uh, he continued to struggle with. We don't know. But you know, again, we we talked before. There's that ad campaign for the ones who get it done, and now there is there's a tendency. Our culture talks in terms of self dependency, mm-hmm. self reliance. Yeah, and and while there's a, there's a certain responsibility for us to stand on our own two feet. Um, and Lot, for instance, got into trouble because spiritually he was so dependent on Abraham, uh, and and he didn't really develop the strong relationship for himself. And there are people who become so dependent on somebody else, a parent or someone to do their praying or their Bible study. Uh, there are people who, who become overly dependent on their pastor, um, you know, the pastor will tell me anything I need to know about the Bible, and and, the, and, and so they, they are shocked. Um, you, you know, um, if they have, if they find a fault in them, and that, then they walk away. Fact is, we need we need to be dependent on on God, and uh, you know sometimes because we have a tendency to fall back in, 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 into that. I mean, Paul was so, he was one of those people, he was a scholar. He knew the scriptures. He would go aside and spend months and years studying and studying and studying, and that, that in itself is not wrong. But, you know, we need, we need that, that, that vertical uh, c- 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 connection. I remember in the seminary, um, scripture became so academic to me that I didn't really have a prayer life anymore. And I, uh, you know, I just learned how to, how to, how to parse the verbs and, you know, just be, it, it became, it took the technical side to it. And we just really need to connect with the, with the person behind the Bible and interact with him in his presence, his fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures for evermore. And so God at times will allow, like some kind of a limp, some kind of a thorn in the flesh, because uh, we have a because we we do not shore up those the, the, those gaps in our defenses. And so it's really important to say every day, you know, Lord God created me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not from, cast me not from before your face, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in your everlasting way. David knew that he had had so many character flaws, and that Satan knows exactly where where they are, and his aim is right on. And so, what we need to do is we need we. We, we we need the the uh, the shields the shields of the Lord to protect us and to and to keep us locked into Him. That is so so important. You know, I was just thinking because you said that in our culture of independence and this self reliance, you know, it truly is. That is the message of culture that you know you can do anything, you can do it, and you know. It, you are accountable to yourself and you're independent from everything else. And when you see people try to do those things, uh, 
you see the hurt and the struggle and the pain that they sometimes go through. And God can cripple us in those moments, right? He can give us those afflictions, those challenges as his course correction. But then sometimes we're belligerent and we just keep going. And then it requires that God just maybe take those things away from us wholly, you know, to remove those things in our life uh, that allow for us to be dependent upon ourselves. And so you see people cause themselves a world of hurt because Mm -hmm. we are belligerent, we are prideful, and we just dig in. And at some level, we don't believe that God is really the one who's going to do this. We think we have to do that. And we cause ourselves so much pain and so much trouble in life. You know, the, a, a sad secondary point to that is uh, we often do, we often do, do, don't don't think, but we are we are not completely free agents, and so there are people around us who often become affected when we allow ourselves to be overly dependent on ourselves. There are people who watch us, are connected to us, who also end up paying some of the price yeah. for that, too. So Absolutely. That is so true. That Woo. is so true. We forget about that. Hey, everybody. You're a wrecking ball. <laughs> that's, that's really it. We are wrecking balls when we do not go and get in alignment with God's will. We do it to ourselves. Oh, boy. This has just been rich. I absolutely love this. Uh, and thank you for helping us all to better understand. As a matter of fact, we did get a thank you, by the way. Uh, <laughs> she's Kathy down in Indy said, thank you, Rabbi Jeff. We need you for more than an hour, or we need you every day. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh- I won't be around forever, but it's and 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 and, and I I know Kathy didn't mean it, but boy, do we need him more more than they need me. Oh, you know that is true. However, there is a good business opportunity here in concierge rabbi work. So I don't know, maybe uh, maybe we hire you out for the day or something. I know if you're getting up at one thirty in the morning, maybe we need an overnight rabbi program. I don't know. <laughs> you know. You know, to be honest, part of the reason that I was up in in, in the wee hours of the morning is that the Lord was really speaking to me through this passage, because by your requesting this, this really, uh, really helped me work through this passage. There are things that I discovered that I had never seen before. So, you know, thank you for requesting this passage. Because because in preparing to talk with you guys, I learned a lot. So. <laughs> well, that is just the way that he works, and you it dogs, just, you. It, well, <laughs> speaking of that, well, I guess God said you could teach an old dog new tricks. There you go. <laughs> woof woof. <laughs> You're Rabbi. a good boy. All set for my bark mitzvah. Oh no! Here oh, we boy. go. <laughs> yeah, bark mitzvah. Oh man, that's pretty good. (laughs) Friday Shabbat services, 7.30. You can catch them live streamed on YouTube. Look for Messianic Congregation Sha'arei Yeshua. Also on Facebook, find them, like them, follow them. Uh, You'll even get notifications that, hey, Sha'arei Yeshua is live. 
Yep. You don't even need to put it on your calendar. You get a reminder from Facebook that they're about to go live. And so I want to encourage you to tune in, check that out. Last week it was, you had a, a special concert, No, or is the week before, you had a special concert. Yeah. How, how did that all go? Well, it was fine. We had we had bad, bad, bad uh, weather, but um, you know uh, we, we had a we had a, a great time with her. Um, to, you know she she has a gorgeous voice, and uh, so it was it was a great time, very rich time with her. Yeah, tell us again who was the artist that was with you? Uh, her name is Hadassah Byrne, and. Uh, it uh, t- turns out she's re- re- she's the best best friends uh, with, with 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 my niece who lives in Israel and um, and so um, uh, she she's originally from Florida and she uh, she's on a tour in the United States right now till the beginning of March so um, and just a sweetheart sweet young young gal oh man. That is wonderful. Well, I encourage people to go ahead and seek her out on Facebook. I'm sure she is out there or also on YouTube. But do tune in for Shabbat services Friday evenings, 730, right there we'll on Facebook. About, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about Jacob. Well, well, there we go. All right. Now everybody's got <laughs> even more reason. Now God has given you a sign. You got to tune in on Friday <laughs> evening. All right. Rabbi Jeff, we got to let you go. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you. All right. God bless you, brother. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.